Good morning. In a moment, we're going to hear a message from our lead pastor, Dylan, and he's going to speak to us about the wilderness. And to prepare us for this message this morning, I think it would be good for us to hear the word and also pray. So I'm going to be speaking out of Luke 4, 1 through 15. So I'd just give you a moment. If you want to, you can grab your Bibles and read along with me. So here we go. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all of the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will be all yours. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It says, Do not put the Lord your God to rest. When the devil had finished all of his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and even praised him. That's an awesome awesome message. So let's pray and just prepare our hearts right now for the message that we're going to receive from Dylan. Father God, we just want to start off by praising you and saying that you're an awesome God. You're a wonderful God, a loving, caring, giving, saving God. And we're so grateful that we have a relationship with you. And Lord, just as this, this message started off, it said that Jesus was led into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. And that is the same Spirit that dwells within each and every one of us. And that many of us right now can feel like we are in a wilderness, that we're alone, that we're lonely because we can't be around others. But God, you are with us. You are the one who is sustaining us. You are the one who is carrying us through this time. God, you knew that all of this was going to happen before it happened. And Father, we're grateful that we have you to carry us. So Lord God, I just pray for all of those right now who are feeling down and, and 
just separated and distant. Lord, I just pray that your spirit, Lord, that we would empty out everything right now in us that is discouraging, that is depressing, that is weighing us down, and we would be filled up with your spirit, with more joy, more love, more appreciation of you. And Father, I just pray that our ears and hearts are open to the message that you have for us today. And we just say, we raise a hallelujah to you, Lord God, and we love and praise your holy name. Amen. Wow, so good. I just, I don't know about you, but I love hearing the scriptures read like that. It just does something in my soul. Uh, so if you want to jump in with me, Luke chapter 4, if you're taking notes, today's sermon title is Lessons from the Wilderness. Lessons from the Wilderness, as Keith said, will be in Luke chapter 4. Why Lessons from the Wilderness? Well, I don't know about you, but I know this season for a lot of people has been like a wilderness season. People I'm talking to say, how's this going for you? What's your life like? And a lot of different circumstances, but for a lot of people it feels like a wilderness. And one thing I know, if you're not in a wilderness, you've probably been in a wilderness, or one day you're going to be in a wilderness. We all go through wilderness seasons in life, and so it's good for us to step back and say, what can we learn from the example of Jesus about lessons from the wilderness? You're saying, Dylan, what is a wilderness? Like, what, how do I even know what a wilderness season is? Well, a wilderness season is a place not of plenty, but of lack. It's a place not of pleasure, but of pain. It's, it's a place not of promotion, but of preparation. And Luke chapter 4, we see Jesus in the wilderness. He was not there by happenstance. He wasn't there by accident. Jesus wasn't in the wilderness because he went against God's will for his life. As a matter of fact, Jesus was in the wilderness because he was in God's will for his life. The Bible says that he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people say, man, is, is COVID-19 from God? Is God punishing us? Well, let me just say right from the outset, my theology doesn't allow room for that. Because Jesus paid our punishment for our sins on the cross, I don't believe that God punishes us with things like this. Matter of fact, I, just, I don't believe God sends things like this. God is a good God. And the Bible tells us, Genesis chapter 1, that when He created the world, it was good. There was no sickness, no sin, no death, no evil, no suffering. It was our sin that brought all of that into the equation. Matter of fact, God in His love for us, not only didn't create a world without that stuff, but in His love for us, He sent Jesus to die on a cross for our sins so that He could come back one day and eradicate all of that. He could come back one day and get rid of sickness, pain, death, evil, suffering, and everyone who calls on His name will no longer have to experience that in life. I don't believe God sends things like this, but God allows things like this. And, and this I know, if you're taking notes, this is point number one. God is working this for your good. God works the wilderness season for your good. A verse I've learned to cling to in hard times is Romans 8.28. It's an amazing verse. It says that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. What that means is whatever bad thing comes in your life, whatever thing you're, you're wrestling through, you're struggling with, whatever wilderness you're in, as bad as it may seem, as much as you may question, God, why would you let this happen to me? As, as much as you can't see what's coming out of this that is good, God says He's working it. He's turning it for your good. There's something better on the other side of this because God is working it for your good. Wherever you are right now in your living room, I want you to act like we're in church together. Have a little fun with me this morning. I want you to say all things. Say all things. Right there where you are. Don't chicken out. Say all things. 
God is working all things. That means whatever it is, there's no exceptions, all things for your good. Number two, the wilderness prepares us for our purpose. Jesus came out of the wilderness better than when he went in. Actually, Luke 14, uh, verse 14 to 15. Let me say it one more time because I messed it up a little bit there. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 15 reads like this. Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee, and a report went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He, he went out in the power of the Holy Spirit because of what he endured in the wilderness. He came out better because of what he suffered. He came out stronger because of how he struggled. He came out more powerful because he learned to depend on God. God led Jesus into the wilderness to prepare him for the plans and purposes that he had for his life. I'm here to tell you, I don't, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know how bad you've messed up, but God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And let me tell you this, the greatest gift that could ever come into your life is the forgiveness of Jesus and a new life with him. But a close second is that you understand the purpose for your life and you begin to live in it. Sociologists even say that uh, the opposite of depression is not happiness. No, no, the opposite of depression is purpose. Why? Because when we live without purpose, it's just like, man, what is this life even for? Like, why am I waking up today? But when you have a purpose for your life and a God-given purpose for your life, you'll experience joy and fulfillment like you've never known before. The, the Bible says that God created us on purpose for a purpose, and He has great things in store for you. The wilderness is a place where you get prepared for that purpose. Number three, the wilderness is a season of growth, not gratification. Luke chapter four, verse two, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, boy was hungry. That's what it says. Boy was hungry. Jesus was hungry when the wilderness, during that, that 40 day season. I just love the Bible's honesty. Jesus is fully God, but he's also fully man. Just as hard as it would be for me to not eat for 40 days, which my wife will tell you, I struggle not to eat for four hours. As hard as it would be for me to not eat for 40 days, it's that hard for Jesus. He was hungry in that wilderness season. Listen, God never promised to give us an easy life. God never promised to give us a comfortable life. And if our Savior was hungry, if our Savior suffered, if our Savior was homeless for most of his life, then there will be times in our life that look more like famine and less like feasting. And Satan could see that Jesus was hungry and he swooped in in that moment and that's when he tempted him. Let me tell you this right now. Satan is going to tempt you when you're at your weakest. But Jesus uses this moment of, of his weakness and Satan's temptation to turn it as an opportunity to depend on God, to turn it as an opportunity to bring God's words into his situation and win that battle. And let me just say this. If you pull, call upon God's words and you get God's words in your life and you walk in God's ways in your life, you'll, you'll begin to experience God's will for your life. If you take on God's words for your life and you walk in God's ways in your life, you'll begin to experience God's will for your life. And so Jesus, in this moment, he quotes this Old Testament passage from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And it's this moment in Deuteronomy where God is reminding his people to remember him. He, he's telling them, hey, remember what I've done for you. Remember who I've been for you. And Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, it says, And he humbled you and he let, he let you hunger. God let you hunger. And he fed you with manna, bread from heaven, which you did not know nor did your fathers know for this purpose, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. Friends, there's something powerful that happens in our life when we realize that we need more than just physical food, 
that we need more than just physical comfort, that, that we need more than just what we kind of crave in the moment. There's something powerful that happens in life. When we realize what, what actually Deuteronomy says next, that man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, that, that there's more power, there's more sustenance, there's more strength, there's more joy in getting a word from God than there is bread for my hungry stomach. And let me tell you, we need food, obviously, but even more so, we need a word from God. Jesus turned the physical hunger into a spiritual hunger. He, he realized that the season of the wilderness was a season of growth, not a season of gratification. And part of the victory in the wilderness season, if you're in a wilderness season, part of the victory for you is just recognizing, I'm in a wilderness season. This isn't a season where it's all going to be up and to the right. This is a season where I might suffer. This is a season where it might be hard. This is a season where it may not go the way I expected, but it's a season that if I seek God in it, if I seek his word, if I walk in his ways, I'm going to grow like crazy. And I'm going to come out of this better than I went into it. It's, it's a victory to realize that you're in the wilderness season. When you are number four, the wilderness is a place of overcoming the temptation to take shortcuts. Satan tempted Jesus three times, and the temptation always came in the form of shortcuts. The, the temptation was always a promise that, Jesus, you can have God's will, but not God's way. And I don't know what temptations you're... I don't know what shortcuts you're tempted to take right now, but I guarantee you this, they always come saying you can have God's will. You can have that thing you want. You can have that thing that, that your heart's been craving. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's success in your career. You can have it, but not God's way. Take a shortcut. Shortcuts always say you can have it faster and you can have it easier, but they never say you can have it better. All the temptations that came to Jesus were, Jesus, you can have God's plan for your life, but you don't have to do it. God's way. There's an easier road. And Jesus resisted the temptation to take a shortcut because he knew that God's way was the better way. He knew that God's will was better than getting it fast, getting it now, getting it easy. Let me just say the wilderness is a season to resist the temptation to take shortcuts. If you've been tempted to take a shortcut, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your singleness, maybe in your finances, maybe in your work, maybe in your relationship with God, take the opportunity during this wilderness season to resist that temptation and take the way of God for your life. You will begin to experience the will of God for your life when you take his way. Number five, this is a season. The wilderness is a season to depend on God. One of the most quoted Bible verses in history is Philippians chapter four, verse three. It says, I can do all things. Come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can I get an amen? It's, it's a verse you see people quote it when they're working out, you know, NFL, I mean, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Put it on a coffee cup, strap it on a t-shirt. I can do all things. But people take it out of context all the time. Paul wasn't saying, I can do another push-up because Jesus strengthened. No, no, he was saying, I can go through hard times and I can go through good times. The context was, I can go through a season of abundance. I can, I can have all my material needs provided for. I can go through a season of, of, of real poverty. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens I can go through the best times in life and the worst times in life because Christ is strengthening me. And listen, I believe in miracles. I'm praying for a supernatural end to COVID-19. I'm praying for healing for some of my friends who have COVID-19. I believe in miracles, but I also believe in the beauty of seeing Christians suffer really well. I believe in the beauty of seeing Christians shine their light brighter because they're going through a hard time. Matter of fact, I saw a friend last year who got struck with the disease out of nowhere. And within 48 hours, they went from being fully functional, normal life to being in the ICU, 
paralyzed from head to toe, not able to speak, intubated, not able to breathe on their own. And within 48 hours, that's the place they were at. And yet they went through that season, not perfectly, but they went through that season with faith and confidence and trust in God. Matter of fact, first words out of their mouth when they were able to speak again, they're quoting scripture, they're praying for people. There's, there's nothing more beautiful that I've seen in this life than seeing that. The beauty of believers shining their light brighter because of what they're going through. The wilderness season is a season to depend on God. And when the world sees that, they won't know what to do with it. They won't know what to do with a people whose light shines brighter and they have more hope when they go through a dark time than when they started. Number six, the wilderness season is a season where we get a proper perspective. There's an old Christian hymn that this, it's called, It Is Well With My Soul. And Horatio, the guy who wrote that, he wrote that song after his four daughters died in a shipwreck in the Atlantic and his business in Chicago burned to the ground. He went through a season of incredible suffering. And then as he's on a ship through the Atlantic, he crosses the place where his daughter's ship went down and he writes this song, It Is Well With My Soul. And I'm going to read the lyrics for you because it's just so powerful. It reads like this, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. Listen, you can't write words like that when life is going well. You can only write words like that when you're in the valley, when you're in the wilderness. You can meet God in a place like that and you can, you, you'll experience His intimacy, His love, His grace, His power, maybe like you've never known before the wilderness is a season where we get a proper perspective. And I promise you, you watch Christians during this. You watch Christians during a wilderness season. You watch Christians during COVID-19 and their light will shine brighter and they will be stronger because of it. I guarantee you it's going to happen. One old Romanian pastor said, Christians are like nails. The harder you hit them, the deeper they go. The wilderness season, just to give you some encouragement, it doesn't last forever. There's a day where you come out on the other side and you look back and you say, you know what? I'm through the wilderness. I'm out of that season. And that's what happened to Jesus. After the 40 days, he walks out of the wilderness. And I believe God wants you to walk out of the wilderness season or seasons of your life the same way Jesus did in verse 14. It says he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, God wants you to walk out of this wilderness season and other wilderness seasons in the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to walk out with your faith being stronger and your soul being more filled than when you went in. And maybe you're listening to this and you've never taken the step of putting your trust in Jesus. You've never begun a relationship with Jesus Christ where you said, Jesus, will you please forgive me of my sin and bring me into a relationship with God? Will you, will you give me a life with Jesus where I'm committing my life to following Him and walking in everything that He has for my life? I want to invite you to take that step right now. And I'm going to pray a prayer with you. You can just repeat after me. Let me just say, there's no magic in the prayer. This prayer doesn't get you to heaven, but if you have a genuine heart and you say, Jesus, I believe you're the Lord of the entire universe and I want to make you the Lord of my life and please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me and I believe you rose from the dead three days later. I'm committing my life to follow. If you have a genuine heart and you come to God and say that, the Bible says that God will forgive you, that you will become a child of God and that you will forever be 
with Jesus. So I'm going to pray this prayer. You can just join with me in praying this and commit your life to following Jesus. Repeat after me. Jesus, I believe you are God's son. I believe you died for my sins. And three days later, you rose from the dead. I'm sorry for going my own way, for turning my heart and my life away from you. Please forgive me and give me a new life with you. I ask you to be the Lord of my life and I commit my life to following you. Please fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me to grow in my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. You just took the best, you just took the best step and made the best decision of your life. And we want to help you get started in your faith journey. So send us a text at that phone number on the screen. Someone will be in touch today, this week. We want to help you get started really well in your faith. Also, thanks, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope this encouraged you and helped you to see that God wants to meet you in the wilderness season. But before you go, I just want to pray for you that, that God meets you right now where you are, that he encourages you, strengthens you, meets with you, and grows you through this time. So wherever you are, maybe bow your head, join with me as I pray. Father God, thank you so much for every single person listening. I pray that we would all grow stronger in our faith, that this would be a season of knowing your presence, your love, that, that this would be a season of drawing close to your words and walking in your ways that we might experience your will for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m. And as always, be sure to repost this, to share it, post it on your page. We'd love to get the word out about what Jesus has done for us and the hope that we have in him. So help us to do that. We'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m.